Hi, Well Woman, and welcome to the Live Well Beyond the Scale podcast. Join Dr. Marcy and her guests as they discuss tasty topics like food and fitness for super busy women, renegotiating your relationships, leaning into your mental health, embracing self-care without the guilt, and much, much more. Together, you'll have open and honest conversations to help you go from restrictive eating and living and into abundance and true well-being. It's time to tell that scale to kick rocks so you can get to the heart of living well. Here's your host, author, speaker, and founder of the Well Woman Academy, Dr. Marcy. Hey there, Well Woman. I am so excited about the conversation that we are about to have. I have a very, 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 10 times very special guest with me today. And when I tell you the amount of love that is flowing from me to her right now, just even in these internet podcast streets is amazing. And you are going to feel it too. Dr. Vicki Johnson is with us today to talk about soul wealth, but more than that, to talk about the impact that soul wealth is going to have, not just on women in America, not just women in D.C., globally. How can soul wealth travel the globe? We're going to talk about that right now with Dr. Vicki Johnson, who I can't say enough about her, but you will see when you hear her voice, which is so peaceful and loving and all the things. So if you are ready to step into wellness, step into soul wealth, then let's get to this conversation. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Marcy. How are you? <laughs> I'm so excited. So we've been having a whole conversation before I hit record just because there's so much to unpack and so much that you bring to the table. One of the things I want to talk about is soul wealth. How did you get to this place where you understand that wealth is wealth, right? When you think about wealth, so often we think about the things, the money, the houses, the cars, the possessions. How do you get from thinking about wealth in that way to soul wealth? Well, I will start here. First, by saying thank you again for this opportunity to have this conversation with you, who I adore. And I say that to you all the time, privately and happy, giddy, actually, that I get to say it publicly so the world can hear. Everybody has a word over their life. My word is serendipity. Things just have a way of coming into alignment. As I mature and get older, I have surrendered to the fact that my life is already planned out. I have guidance along the way. My steps are ordered by God. My ancestors are accompanying me on this journey. And so nothing surprises me. That's what I want to say. Soul Wealth was birthed when I was preparing to do a TED Talk on the power of sacred sisterhood. And when I was in preparation, I was writing and the download I got was when women connect, collaborate and create community, the result is soul wealth. That's what I heard in my spirit. Right. And then third John chapter two came to me. And that scripture says, beloved, 
I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your soul is the seat of your emotions. So I am a deeply critical thinker. I live in a state of contemplation most of the time. And that has been so misunderstood all my life. Are you angry? Are you mad? Are you sad? What's wrong? No, I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm always thinking. And so I just went back and it said, you know, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your emotions are in health. And because I'm a thinker, I just started connecting the dots. I said, okay, so that means God's desire for us is that our emotions and our life be congruent when it comes to prosperity, when it comes to wellness, when it comes to wholeness. So it follows that if your emotions are not healthy, then neither is your life. You can have all the money, you can have all the things, you can have all the accomplishments, but if your emotions are sick, then so is your life. And soul wealth, just the phrase was birthed in that moment. And it has just been a consistent evolution. You know, I hear a thing, I do a thing. I hear something else, I do something else. So it's as if every time I produce what I am hearing, then I get another set of instructions. And that is how Soul Wealth has become the Soul Wealth Academy, Soul Wealth the book, Soul Wealth the candles, the room sprays, the scented shea butters, you know, Soul Wealth the lifestyle, Soul Wealth the radio show, Soul Wealth the t-shirt. It continues to evolve. And ultimately, I am going to have the house of soul wealth, right? Which literally is a destination where women especially can come and just be and get well or recover or restore or renew. So that is how soul wealth came into being. And now my most recent instruction is to flood the earth with soul wealth. So anyone that I touch with soul wealth, they become an arrow and they take soul wealth into their world. That is where I am. That is who I be. That is what I do. (laughs) That is soul wealth. I love it. So one of the things that we talk about here on the Live Well Beyond the Scale podcast is so often when we think, especially as women, when we think about being healthy, the first thing we think is weight loss. We need to lose this. I need to lose these 10 pounds. I need to do this. And we become a slave to the scale. We'll step on the scale and the scale will dictate our emotions. The scale will dictate whether or not we feel good about ourselves. And oftentimes if we've lost said weight, then the scale can tell us if we are of value, right? So when you think about soul wealth, What would you say is one of the first steps that we can go from healthy equals weight loss to wellness is this comprehensive way of living? What can we do for that first step? Because it sounds like, like you said, you get instructions and you do, you get instructions. So you don't try to do the whole thing. You understand that it's a step-by-step process. So how do we get to the first step in living well and having soul wealth? 
So every moment we live at choice, everything we do is a decision. So it's about breaking it down little by little, as you said, what do I need to do next? I need to choose to give myself grace. I choose to be gentle with myself. I choose to literally go with the flow, flow in the direction of the current of my life, not against the current. Where does that start? I say it all the time, Job 22, the Amplified Translation says, agree with God quickly so you can have peace and good will come to you. So the first step is to make a decision to be gentle with yourself. What does being gentle with yourself look like? It means not judging yourself. It means affirming yourself every day. It means it's okay to not be okay in this moment. Let me just stop, drop, and breathe. As you're breathing, you begin to settle your emotions. A lot of times we get overwhelmed because we're not breathing. And so there is a backup. Our emotional energy becomes constipated, if I can say it that way. And that is the overwhelm. That is the feeling we have of, I can't take it. Most of the time it's because we're not breathing. So breath, I will offer to focus on your breath. You don't have to do it in a fancy meditative way. You don't have to be a yogi. While those things I embrace and I embody and I do, I have grown to that. For you who are listening, and this is your first time really hearing the words, breathe, remember to breathe, literally breathe. That is the first step because as you breathe, now your thinking is gonna become clearer. As your thinking becomes clearer, your hearing becomes clear, not hearing the noise in the world, but hearing the wisdom that is God that is already in you, trying to communicate with you beyond all the noise, which is why I go back to breathe, get still, breathe some more and listen. Listen to the wisdom that is God that is inside of you, that gut feeling that something told me, oh, I had a feeling. That's God in you, communicating with you, through you, as you, as you, yes. So really, each of us has a piece of God. We are an expression of God. We're made in, in the image of God, in the likeness of God. We be as God in the earth. So that same wisdom that we think is outside of us is really in us. So if you really concretize what I'm saying. I'm not telling you to go do a bunch of stuff. I'm saying, sat down somewhere, like my grandmother used to say, <laughs> sat down and be quiet. There was wisdom in that. It wasn't big mama being me. Sit down and be quiet. You know, sometimes emotion can get the best of some parents sometimes, and they might say, sit down and shut up. But the sit down and be quiet, there's wisdom in that. Because it's a grounding, it's a settling, it's an establishing in a place of wisdom that tells you what to do next. You only need to know what's next. You don't need to know at the end. You know, as an author, people come to me all the time, Vicki, you've written 12 books after I write the book. So what do I do after I write the book? 
And I always, I pause and I say, have you written a book yet? And they're like, well, no. I said, don't ask me what to do after you've written a book that you haven't written yet. I'm going to bring you back to this present moment. Be where your feet are. Write the book. And when the book is done, come back to me and we'll talk about what's next. It's the same way with your wellness, with your peace, you know, with your health. It's little bit by little bit, but start where you are. You don't have to start over. Just start from where you are. Did I answer the question, Marcy? You did. Like it was you really did. Long. No, you did. It, you <laughs> said, I asked you what was the first step. What do we do first? Because a lot of times you're right. We want to we want to get to the end. Me included. I'm like, so what do I want to see the finish? I know I'm supposed to do this. I know this, you know, I want this for myself. I know that I am this person. So I just want to get to being that person. And so oftentimes then that leaves us prey to the quick fix diets that leaves us to doing things that actually harm our bodies. That leaves us to only see our health as weight loss. It doesn't allow us to say, yeah, I lost these 10 pounds and I fit in these jeans, but I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating well. My relationships are distorted. I'm not feeling fulfilled in my career. You know, my finances, there's so much that we leave out because we've only had this limited scope of health instead of thinking about how do I live well? And so and so you answered the question perfectly. We Our first step is to sit down, breathe, be still, and listen. The way that I interpret that is that it increases your ability to have more self-awareness, yep. to have more connectedness, yep. connectedness with yourself, with God, with your spirit, with the world around you, so that then you, the next thing you said was, then we have choices. But if you're running around and you just don't, you're not centered, then you don't know really that you have choices and you don't know what choices to make. Right. And so the power is external rather than internal. And so sitting, breathing, being still, listening brings that power of choice back into where it's supposed to be within yeah, yourself. And let me just add, that is what meditation is. So you hear a lot of people talking about meditation. That is all meditation is. Yeah. It is sitting, breathing, centering, and focusing on your breath. And what that does is it increases your clarity and your focus. Because when you're sitting, breathing, and centering on your breath, you're also minding your business. And a lot of times we are overwhelmed because we have inserted ourselves into other people's affairs that really have nothing to do with us. So once you stop, drop and breathe, other people's business is happening without you. And when you come to that realization, oh, they really did need me to add my opinion, to tell them what they should be doing, to go over there and be present. No, your prayers go further than your feet ever will. It just has this beautiful, amazing way of unfolding your peace. You know, it's like less is more. That doesn't make sense. However, it's true. You know, I think I need 500 speaking engagements paying me $100 to be rich. Well, what if you had 100 speaking engagements paying you $5,000? Less is more. When you understand your value and when you have clarity, then it makes room. It gives you capacity to just be 
and being your joy and being your peace and be most importantly in your love from a place of love, self-love. So now you have love to radiate out to things that really do have something to do with you. It's like the cadence of my voice right now. I'm not trying to get a whole bunch out. No, I'm saying things the way God intends for us to hear it with intention, with clarity, with encouragement, and with motivation to just be so much power in being instead of doing. It's a different way of living, really. I agree wholeheartedly. And what I want to ask you is about the five tenets. Can you share with us what that means and how soul wealth brings these five tenets to life? Sure. So the five tenets of soul wealth, and this is the process that I take women through when they come into the Soul Wealth Academy or into a relationship of mentoring with me, is vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy. Vision. Without a vision, you perish. So first, you have to have a vision for yourself before you can go telling other people what to do. Right? Compassion. You have to have compassion for yourself. We call it self-care, self-love self-confidence, you know, you can only extend to others the level of compassion that you give to yourself. So if you constantly are betraying yourself, overworking yourself, overwhelming yourself, trust me, you're doing the same thing to other people. So it's vision, compassion, authenticity. The more compassionate you are and you peel away the layers and you mind more of your business, then the real you is coming to the forefront. Oh, Just because I'm good at something doesn't mean God intended for me to do it. I can do a lot of things and do them well. But am I supposed to be doing it at this time in my life? Just because I did it 10 years ago doesn't mean I'm supposed to be doing it now. So living authentically first with myself, not doing what other people want me to do. God, what am I supposed to be doing today? Not in this season of my life. What am I supposed to do today? Right? So that's your authenticity, which unlocks your abundance. When you show up in the world the way God intended, everything designed for your life starts looking for you. You don't have to go looking for it. It's it's chasing you now. Now your blessings are coming to you. Opportunities are coming to you. People you never thought you would meet, you begin having encounters with. And they're like, oh, I was looking for someone to do that thing. Or, you know, like that, it unlocks your abundance. And as your abundance is unlocking and unlocked, now you are not hoping to leave a legacy. You're living your legacy. You're walking it out every day. And you get to enjoy your legacy because you have created it so intentionally that when you are no longer on this earth, you had an opportunity to experience what you hope and intend and desire to leave behind for other people. So those are the tenets of soul wealth. People come into my life, my space, whether they know it or not, they are seeking soul wealth, right? If they don't have that language, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, at the end of the day, the result of soul wealth is clarity. That's why they come to me. I'm not the only one, but I am the one for the people who are assigned to my life. When they get into my world, they unlock their soul wealth and then they are elevated 
to what I like to call a V luxury lifestyle. That's that's my new branding. That's my new imaging. My new logo is a V with a lightning bolt through it because now you are being elevated. You're living an ascended existence and it's luxury. Luxury, not as in you have a Rolls Royce and a mansion with a circular driveway and there's nothing wrong with that if that is what you want. Luxury meaning you have a life of peace, clarity, your needs are met, you have some things you want, and you are creating something to make other people better that will be left behind when you're no longer here. That is what luxury is. And luxury looks like whatever you want it to look like. I almost want to give myself a award because I think that <laughs> you will likely be the only guest that I'm not like, oh, jump in. It's something about the way that you lay it out that just makes me and I know the listeners just sit back and know without a shadow of a doubt that they are getting information that is going to be transformative. And I love what you said because it doesn't mean transformative as like a globe. It could just be transformative as here is a seed that you now can plant in your soil and you can take care of. And you so a lot of times when we think about transformation, it's just this big sweeping thing rather than that step-by-step. I love what you said when you said living your legacy, because we think about leaving a legacy, but not actually being present and living it and knowing that you just, you're in it, you're walking it. And it doesn't mean perfection, right? right? It sounds like it's all about grace and it's all about stillness and listening and living it and all that comes with it, being in life and not just pretending or just walking through life with the getting, I need to get this. You know, I always say it's like the checklist. I got married, check. I got the babies, check. I got the career, check. And so, so, okay, so now I need to look like this, check. I lost this weight doing whatever, check. Or I'm healthy or I'm not healthy. And so it just becomes this living through the list rather than actually living and being present in your life. So for you, what would you say at this se- this time, I won't say season, but even just boiling it down to today, how are you doing? How are you continuing to have your continuing to have soul wealth for you? Taking my own advice, <laughs> stop, drop, breathe, not inserting myself in other people's affairs. And even when I am invited into a space, I ask for permission. I ask for permission. Would you like to hear what I think? Are you asking me my opinion? I don't just show up and start pouring because they may not have the capacity to receive what I have to say. I use this example often that I heard some years ago, Dr. Oz talking about heart disease, particularly in women. And he said from a scientific point of view that When we're each born, we come here with a certain number of heartbeats. And if we die from natural causes, we die because we've exhausted those heartbeats, barring an accident, tragedy, something that short circuits that. But people who die from natural causes, it's because they lived out the number of heartbeats they were given when they were born. And I, in my space of contemplation, had the thought, hmm, I only have a certain number of heartbeats. 
well, I need to mind my heartbeats then. So I started asking myself, like, is this worth the heartbeats it's going to cost me? Because I can't get them back. Just like you can't get time back, you cannot get those heartbeats back. So I live my life asking through that filter, is this worth the heartbeats is going to cost me that I will never get back to do this thing? Do I want to have this discussion? Because I don't argue with people. I'm like, if you think you're right, you're right. If you think you're not right, you're right. Like, I don't argue with people. Like, you have to have that own conversation with yourself. And so I take my own advice. You know, is this worth my heartbeat? Does this bring me joy? Does this nourish my soul? Does this keep me in a space of clarity? Does this make me happy? Is this loving? And if it's not those things, it doesn't take me hours, days, weeks, months, or years to make a decision. That's a choice. Oh, I have to remove myself from this, it, or them because they are not contributing to my luxury. (laughs) You know, and I'm talking about intangible luxury. I call it actually intangible prosperity. Back to third John. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So if it costs me peace, clarity, time, heartbeats, and it doesn't add anything in exchange, I don't do it. I don't do it. You know, when I was younger, Marcy, younger as in recent years, younger, like on a weekend, I would have like four or five, six events, like going from event to event to event to event. Because I really wanted to be there, right? Like it wasn't, I was trying to prove anything to anyone. I just wanted people to feel my presence, my love and my support. As I got older though, I was like, you are running yourself ragged. Running yourself ragged. So now, well, nobody's doing all that right now (laughs) in this current time of this pandemic. However, I've learned to offer my support in different ways. So maybe... While I can't be there physically, I can sponsor someone or I can send, you know, a gift or, you know, like there are different ways now because I'm not in this rat race. I'm really not. I'm just really trying to enjoy the coffee with the cinnamon or the the mango ginger tea with the honey, the hike, the beach in my imagination until... I can get there safely. So I'm very deliberate. I'm very intentional. I don't just jump up in the morning and start another day. When I wake up, I just lay there until I feel like getting up. Like that's the best to me. It sounds. um, And it is something about waking up and just absorbing that you're up. Another day. Yes, at least the, another, even another moment that I was yep. able to wake up, open my eyes. And then also it just allows you to center yourself. And it's something that I actually started doing about a year ago and waking up and I, I drink water as soon as I wake up. And what I find is, especially being the only woman in a house full of males from my husband to my so- two sons to my male dog, right? Everybody, my energy is, is where everything flows, And so what I found was this amazing, we know, I know that theoretically, and I've known that, but to witness this, so I drink water and I have bottles of water right by my bed. So I can just reach over, sit up, drink my water. 
because water is so cleansing and it allows my body to release. And it's just the most beautiful thing, but it also allows me who is definitely like, I love to do things. And so just allows me to center, to receive, to sit down somewhere, like your great big mom used to say, <laughs> and be still and listen. And what I noticed was my husband would say, would wake up too at that time and say, hand me a glass, you know, one of the bottles. And then when my sons will wake up, they will come and get a bottle. So even though I never had to say, we only drink water in our house, which is like pulling teeth sometimes, right? Why can't we have juice or why can't we have this? But for years, we've only just drank water. And, but now they drink, you know, they come and get that bottle of water with no problem. And I never had to say anything, but because I'm in the flow and I'm being still, very rarely, my husband will ask for the bottle, but then we won't talk. It will just be this quiet moment that we share before we start our day. So I think, you know, even when we think about sit, you know, like breathe, be still and listen, be open to what that looks like. Right. Right. Sometimes it could be evening, the afternoon, it could be at your desk, it could be anywhere you choose for it to be. And it wasn't until just now I connected those dots, <laughs> you know, like, you know, even that, through that advice, because all of a sudden we will think about when you say it, we think about, let me schedule it. <laughs> let me yeah. think about what that looks like, get some structure around it. And so just to be able to invite that into your life, it will find its place. It always comes together. Things always work out. They always do. Always. In all ways. And the quicker you surrender to that truth, the more peace you will have, the more joy you will have, the more soul wealth you will get to experience because things always work out. Yeah. Think about the last thing you were worried about. Like, did it work out? One way or another, it worked itself out. Yeah. I mean, literally, if you're listening, literally, think about the last thing you were worried about. And that is crucial because thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. You are made in the image of God. God had a thought. God spoke the thought. And the thought became a thing. Whatever you think, you speak. Whatever you speak, you manifest. And so do you really believe what you've been taught to believe? Let me just go there for a minute. Because soul wealth is also about spiritual maturity. And a lot of us, particularly in the black and brown community, we have been told what to believe. I want to offer to you to stay curious, ask questions. Who told me that? Where did that come from? Do I really believe that? Does that support the life that I intend to live? Does that support my well-being? Does that support my joy? If that belief does not support who you are today, I offer to you to explore that, where it came from, and then create your own belief and then plug that into the space you just created and live from that place. A lot of times we're living out other people's expectations, belief, and understanding. I get DM'd all the time. Aren't you a preacher? Yes. Are you a reverend? Yes. Are you an elder? Yes. Are you a Christian? I'm a believer. I'm a believer. You do yoga? Yes. You practice sound healing? Yes. 
So you talk to ancestors? Yes, because that's what I believe. That is what is working for my life. And if what I believe makes you uncomfortable, you have to work that out. It's not my responsibility to convince you, to influence you, to persuade you. I am walking out what I believe. And if that resonates with you, so be it. If it does not, so be it. Go find what resonates with you and be happy. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not being flippant or anything facetious. I mean that. Go find what resonates with you and be that. Believe that. Live that. Mind your business. Mind, literally. Put your mind to your business and live that. That is what soul wealth is. I can't put it any simpler than that. And do we care what other people think? Yes, we do. Even though we say we don't, we do care. But that is when you stop, drop, and breathe and say, God, help me to accept the things I cannot change, to change the things that I can, and give me the wisdom to know the difference. And then help me to breathe away the residue of insecurity, of inferiority, of not being accepted by people who I want to accept me. Help me turn the shit in the direction of the people who are for me and who I am for so I can live out this life of luxury. I, I cannot say that enough, but you have to slow down to really get clarity around those things. I was going to ask you what were your parting words, but that was it. Like, I'm like, I don't think we... <laughs> That was everything. That was everything. When we think about living well beyond the scale and expanding our thinking around wellness is everything. First, I what I wrote down was mind your business. I love that and the way that you explained it. And then thoughts become things. So really it becomes, like you said, stillness, breathing, listening going inward. And I just love it. I love it. And I thank you for honoring us, for being here, for being present with us, for sharing this space, for helping us to, to take that first step and then getting giving us the tools to continue to take those steps, to continue to check in, to continue to live in abundance and get peace. And so I just, I love you and I, I appreciate you so much. And when I think about how to have these conversations, you were at the top, number one on my list, because I knew I knew that you would be able to offer something that was more than the surface, that was more than, you know, so often we say that lose weight. Okay, so eat well and exercise. Okay, thank you so much for that very surface answer, right? That has nothing to do with help, helping me to live well. And so thank you, Dr. Vicki Johnson. You're welcome, Dr. Marcy. (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) What a great way to end. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next conversation. Find Dr. Marcy on social media at Dr. Marcy. See you soon, well woman.